Hi, you all. Welcome back to Shay and the Good People. I am Shay, aka Shayna Blass. Um, I'm sitting here in a shawl next to the heater, which you may not be able to see. It's winter. It's the last few days of February, and I just had a really fucking awesome conversation with Laura Galindo. Um, I've known Laura for a while. We did this workshop new musical called Fountain, which was super fun and super funny, and she was the lead. And I played like a, lo a lot of little bit parts, and I knew that she wrote music. Um, I'd always seen her on her social media um, doing original songs, and I had her on the very first Shay and the Good People show with Livy Marcus, aka Morning Glory, uh, or Morning Glory, aka Livy Marcus. But we, I had emailed um, Irving, who um, records all of our shows and also runs sound for the show. He's incredible. Thank you, Irving, for all that you do and all that you are. There was just a technical difficulty with this show, and we didn't actually get that Shay and the Good People show recorded, which is totally fine. We'll clip in Laura's songs. She's working on a lot of new songs, so depending on when this comes out, maybe her new songs will be on it. Um, but we got pretty deep in the conversation. Laura's just such has such an amazing she has such an amazing handle on like who she is as an artist and a musician and has intention and and focus and joy and you'll hear it in her voice she just is, is such an incredible person to listen to and you get energy from and it's really infectious and it's so it's like so light but beautiful and deep all at the same time it was really cool and we talked about where she was from and what music she's writing and also about friendship a lot we talked a lot about what's really important to us in friendship and how it shifts and changes and when you know that it's not good for you we talked about relationships in general and just inner work and learning and being able to decipher whether we're feeling something that we want to feel and what that means so it was it was not a lot about music specifically. Even when I tried to ask a question of like, where are you from? And when did, did you get a guitar in your hand or a piano? Or like, how did you learn music? We just kind of just started talking about philosophy of life from there too. And, and so much, I'm like overthinking when I'm asking people questions. I'm like trying to stay present, but also overthinking because that's how my fucking mind works. Um, but I really am just trying to let it flow. And I kept coming back to like, well, I got to talk about the music and I want to talk about her music and what her music means. And, and obviously I let that go and was like, let's just let it flow. Cause if we're talking about some really deep stuff, it's for a reason. And I also really want people to hear her story of, she came out of a, she said last year actually and she talks about it when she was on the show I had no idea about it of course but when she was on the show she was going through a really 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 hard time and this is like a almost a year later that we're having this conversation what she's learned from that how she really got herself I wouldn't say out of it I guess but also through it I I feel like I learned a lot of how she had worked through that um and really, really, really will be beneficial for anyone, not just creatives, but if there is our musicians or if you are at the end of winter or if you are at the end of a hard winter in your life, maybe it's summer, but you feel like you're going through winter in your mind or in your body or in your brain. 
Laura is going to be extremely inspiring to you. So I hope you really enjoy this episode. And here we go. What's it gonna take to get you out of my mind? I thought I locked the door that you slipped behind. And no, I don't mean anything to you in the end. But I could never see you as a friend. everybody welcome back to shay and the good people podcast where i have folks who were on my shay and the good people show (laughs) at pete's candy store once a month on here so i can chat with folks and joining me today i don't know when these are all going to come out but we did already have an interview with uh livy marcus and today we have laura galindo who was on my first shay and the good people march 7th 2022 yep Welcome, Almost a Laura. Full year ago. I know. Mm-hmm. March 2022. Tell me about March 2022. What were you going through? <laughs> How did you feel? Where were you? What were you um, wearing? I was I was not in a great place. Uh, March 2022. <laughs> Fair. Uh, I was not in a good place all of last winter. Um, but that's okay because yeah. I got through it, and now I'm in a pretty great place. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're in a new winter. New winter. <laughs> totally. I don't know. This winter feels very different than last winter. Climate change probably uh, had to do with it, but um, this, we got a couple sunny days. Got a, we got many sunny days. No snow, which no. does blow. Yeah. Um, Last winter we did get snow. Lots of snow. Yeah. And we're in New York City. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Listening in Nebraska, but <laughs> we're in the Big Apple. Um, no, we're in Brooklyn, New York. Um, so March. 2022 last year not good yeah just like just going through it just going through it i i had just like gone through a breakup and it was just a really tough winter and just having a lot of tough like friend times um but that's okay i feel like all of it was truly for the better and like i I so also in march i was like working on a lot of music and work like writing a lot of new songs that are going to come out soon and <gasps> cool yeah yeah so it was like <laughs> a tough time but it was like as 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 it is in life like those hard times are really valuable um as like a person to grow and as an artist to like you know you know uh, excavate those like darker harder parts and yeah sort of be brave in writing about it and talking about it and yeah yeah so sure in the end it was great yeah it does suck <laughs> yeah. but sure we grow from it, yeah, from it yeah. right yeah definitely <laughs> and do you find that this sometimes happens for me and i don't know if i'm if i'm doing it to myself but do you find that like 
emotionally hard stuff with relationships, specifically with breakups, that somehow you're always doing more music stuff or career stuff is going well. Definitely. Yeah. Why I mean, is that? I think it happens to me every fucking time. Yeah. I, for me, I feel like I had been previous to even that relationship, I had been facing like a creative drought um, for a really long time, like almost two years. Mm. And I don't know. It, it And I almost felt even more uh, like I even felt like investing in a romantic relationship made me even more unable to articulate my feelings and emotions because I was just feeling so much but not really able to like understand it. Hmm. And then I think I think what it is, I think heartbreaks and like just conflict cracks you open in a way yeah. where the shame and the second guessing that you might feel previously is just irrelevant to the fact that you are feeling this huge thing that you need to get out. Yeah, yeah. And um and then like I mean I wrote a lot of music and a lot of it was bad too. <laughs> but it, it was about it wasn't about like writing good or bad music. It was just like I needed to write. I needed to get my feelings out. Not mm -hmm. just about the heartbreak, but also about I feel like it was like a cumulative like a, a long li a lifetime of like things that I hadn't been dealing with that just like came to the center and yeah and it just made me feel like I had so much to say um and it sucks when you know now that things are kind of going all right I'm like I'm, I'm kind of chilling and I sit down and write and I'm like I don't really know what's right about yeah. like it's sunny today like I don't know <laughs> you're like fuck I'm happy that yeah. sucks I can't write anything yeah but but I, I also am like I'm also like I think okay with knowing that these high emotion moments in life will bring those gifts and also that like I don't have to chase or count on them mm. to to do that and I'm, I'm still learning how to like be creative um without the drama and without like all those things or <laughs> yeah, or even yeah, to yeah. like because I mean the music I write is like at times about what I've been through and like but I think of it more as like fictional explorations of real emotions um so like i'll like write songs about being cheated on or being or like this thing that happened between me and this person and some like i'd say like 30 percent of the things i mentioned in my songs have actually happened yeah and the rest are sort of like my mind wandering and i think i'm like uh trying to let myself do that more and and understand that like the the feeling can be really real and i can have close access to that while not necessarily having to experience everything that i write about yes you yeah know? absolutely you don't feel like you have to be like meta in that way yeah like, i can only do which is something i would actually like to learn to do a lot more to is do, like to write about yes, what's happened to you no to write about things maybe that haven't yeah, like totally. maybe take the lens off of like <laughs> yeah. the deep dark well of yeah sadness and <laughs> unlovability and maybe yeah. be like what would someone else do yeah. like what's a fun thing somebody else would do yeah. but, but i mean that's like like it that's why your songs i feel like are feel like really fun strong stories too because mm. like I don't know I get self-conscious that I'm like too steeped into my emotions all the time mm -hmm. and like have had someone say to me like I think you like being sad <laughs> just <laughs> totally. like kind of rude but I'm like what if I do like <laughs> yeah, who fucking yeah. cares but also yeah. that's a shadow of mine too yeah. where I'm like I don't want people to see like 
how dark I can get and like right. I have a Scorpio moon, which is tragic, <laughs> but um, and we can get into astrology too if you want. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to, but um, but like that, it's for someone to like see that of like me being so emotional, and that's like where I fear I won't be loved because yeah. it's too much and it's too overwhelming. So I have been. I like hearing that style that you have and have been thinking about like, what's another way I could write a tune? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, one thing that I do like to do is I like to have my most paranoid, anxious thought of something that's not happening, but that could happen and then write about that. Okay. So like, like a, what? Like I have a song coming out um, called uh, Boyfriend Now uh-huh. um, that is about like, uh, essentially like being in a relationship and then that relationship ending and then like the the hook of the song is like um, and I let you let me down and I hear you've got a boyfriend now um, and it's about like uh, like I was I was in a relationship with a woman and it's a lot about like sort of the the queer experience of like having dated someone who is of the same sex and then they go off and date someone immediately after of the opposite sex and then being like like it, it's like it's hard to articulate because it's like yeah, I mean, I'm also queer and bisexual, but like when someone else is, I'm like, what? Yeah, that makes no sense. And not and you just cheated, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, um, cheating. Not, we right. hate. But. Yeah, but not like you or like you cheated the the like <laughs> queer game. Like, right? It was about us, and like that didn't actually happen to me. This like no one who I've dated who was a woman went on to or like. They maybe some of them did, but like th- <laughs> not. I'm not talking about anyone in particular. Yeah. You're like after the- me, they'll never go to a man. <laughs> I know well. that for sure. <laughs> um, but I like the paranoid thought of that happening is what ended up making me write that song, and yeah. um, and I really like that song because it is just like <laughs> it's so petty and angry at no one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so I I like sort of allow myself to like get into these like weird fantasies or or yeah or even like positive fantasies of like going off and um like encountering someone like one of my songs the both of us which i played at um the shane the good friends good, good people show yeah, yeah, yeah. um uh is about like encountering someone that you really like like dr- dressed in nothing but a blanket in the woods and like something oh. like it's like whoa yeah. oh what are we and, um, something Wait. like similar happened to me but no not way. exactly that but i like let that fantasy you know travel on and like yeah i feel like that helps me a lot sometimes is like letting my sometimes dangerous imagination have its like have its day in the sun you yeah. know yeah i mean better out than in yeah sometimes exactly. it's yeah the dangerous part and like really like i i fun. it's fun it's yeah. fun it's like I, I feel like if you are cursed with having a very active paranoid imagination <laughs> you might as well just like do something with it yeah um and i think we all are honestly and like i i think that you know writing is such it's such a it, i i feel so grateful that i have that tool in my life to like yeah. to make all this like drama and craziness in my head worth something and not just like this crazy little show in my head it's like i have something to show for it at least yeah, you know totally and i think that's like the gift that we have as creatives is yeah. like to take this i mean i don't know what your relationship is with like anxiety and depression <laughs> but it i do feel I have both and I do feel really grateful that at least it's like a creative act. And if it wasn't singing and music, it maybe hopefully it would have been something else. Yeah. But I also feel like you write, you write a lot and maybe that's just the perception I get from social media, but I'm like, Oh, you write a lot of music. You are a, 
a writer? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I do. I think, I mean, last year, I probably wrote somewhere like 40 songs, <gasps> probably like... 20 of those were for musicals I was writing. Okay, Um, cool. That ended up being, like, one of them, a song that I wrote for a musical called Hangover, um, ended up being my, like, last single because I was like, this song should be just, like, my song. Yeah, also. you're like, oh, this slaps. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, but I would say out of those, like, 40 songs, I would say, like, 20 of them, no one should ever, ever, ever <laughs> listen to. They're, like, me being mean and, like, yeah. just, like, me not, like, just, like, getting a feeling out, you know? Yeah. Um... But, and a lot of them are bad. Like, it, I, I do write a lot, but a lot of them are bad. Um, <laughs> and that's, or a lot of them are also maybe just a verse and a chorus. Yeah. Um, I don't finish songs to their completion. Usually a song f- finishes itself because I feel like I'm in the middle of like another writing session. And then I'm like, wait, I'm actually really excited about this and I want to get this one done. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as of this year, I, it's now what? March it's about to be March and I haven't written a new song in the first two months of the year which I'm just now realizing and I'm like should I feel anxious <laughs> about that and then I'm like no I'm 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 working on producing and finishing songs that I wrote last year and yeah. sometimes I'm just like in a like crafting phase and sometimes I'm in a writing phase you yeah. know and I think right now I'm just like in a big picture crafting phase yeah I mean and allowing yourself to be in those spaces yeah. like is I find is very hard for me because there's always something there's always more songs we could write there's always and and then when we're writing songs I'm like I gotta get into the studio I I gotta get produced I just like impulse was listening to the new Samia album yesterday walking around and I was like I need to start recording now like (laughs) I I gotta start I have so many songs I need to start recording yeah texted people and then like this morning I woke up and felt completely different I was like I think I'm gonna be too busy to start recording I don't know if I can but it's a constant back and forth and as long as like as long as the I feel like I keep going yeah uh, it's 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 definitely like a tough balance to strike and like yeah, I feel like I, I'm trying to focus on just doing whatever the universe is sort of aligning for me to do next. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like as someone who like does, I write music and I also do theater and I also am like kind of exploring a lot of other mediums and I teach. It's like a lot of different things call to me at different times. Yeah. And I am trying to trust that like if I'm getting like five emails to do a bunch of theater gigs in the next two months... I should just say yes because that's yeah. what the universe is sending to me. Okay, five emails, y- yes. Or, <laughs> no, no, like, <laughs> that's like that's like five emails over the span of like two months. No, no, you know what I mean. Run out of time. And chess is not the same. Lately, I've been. You sound so grounded in your approach to it as well. And and I le- love to go back to something you said about if the universe is sending me something like let me let me say yes. Yeah. And do you have a particular practice or do you have a particular um like set of like pillars that you go to to knowing if those if those are the universe or if it's like, oh, I'm getting a lot of these and I'm touching base with myself, 
to for a yes or a no i'm curious about your practice in that um there's like the the sort of like metaphysical and then there's a practical my practical approach to any like offer i get for a a music project a theater project anything like that is i have like a in my head like a triangle Mm -hmm. and two of the triangle points need to be met you know those like those kind of these and the points of the triangles are um it's with people it's like with the homies it's like with friends who i love and adore and who i know i'll have a good time with it pays well is yeah. the second one. And the third one is I believe it has artistic merit or or like I, I believe it has artistic merit and I believe that I can contribute to that in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, that I, I see my place in this and I believe in this project. Um, so wait, p- friends? Friends, money, money, artistic merit. Yeah, <laughs> fulfillment. Yeah, fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And so at bare minimum, two of those need to be filled. So that's why a lot of times I'm accepting gigs that I don't get paid for, but my friends are working on it and I believe in the project. And I'm like... This is this is worthwhile, yeah. and I I find that that pays off so much. All of the gigs, these like five emails that I I am alluding to, <laughs> I love that, all yeah. of those come from like gigs that I said yes to for free with some friends two years ago or something. Totally, yeah. you know, even even the project that we worked on together, Fountain. Yes, like. I, if I had not said yes to working on Fountain, I wouldn't be here right now talking to you. I mean, it's, you know? yeah, it's very true. Yeah, it's, it's like so. <laughs> so that's my sort of practical approach is like or I'll get paid and the work is good. And maybe I don't know any of the people involved, but that's cool. Feel fulfilled. Or I'll get paid and it's with or I mean, you know, the ideal is all three tri- uh, points on the triangle cor- are met. Of course. But yeah. that's how I like practically um, accept and welcome things from the and like. I usually get a good gut feeling about whether or not it's going to be the right fit for me. But that's I so feel smart. like yeah. that's that's how I work with it practically. And then in like the more like metaphysical way, like I I think that I am trying to become more and more in touch with like a deep intuition mm, um mm-hmm. i read this book a few years ago called women who run with the wolves yes you read it yes yeah fantastic i, I haven't finished it but that's like it's a friend of mine gave it to me and it's always like the go-to or i feel like i talk to a lot of people who have read it yeah but yes please explain it's a lot book. it's about a lot it's it, they, they use um sort of mythic stories ancient stories and she unpacks it in a psychological way pertaining particularly to the psyche the spiritual power of women Um, although she extends it to like anyone can feel this power but this one is for the girls oh my gosh Um, I'm on my period (laughs) right now so please bring all (laughs) of this into the space yeah Um, and so um, yeah I I feel like I am learning to become more in touch with my intuition and I feel like my intuition is a lot about sounds so lame but it is about like leading with love and like leading yeah. with this like it's not lame at all yeah that's <laughs> the core essence of everything like, yeah yeah are we leading with fear are we leading with love are we making decisions yeah. for love or are we making it f- through fear yeah and a lot of it too is about knowing when i'm not in a place to make a decision when mm. my my emotions are too confounded in this when my anger is confounded to this like now i'm kind of talking personally but like please talk personally like yeah. yeah but i mean i feel like even in like the relationship romantic friendship all kinds of different relationship trouble that i've had um i was often one to just like jump out the gate and like act on not instincts but impulse totally different things and um 
instead of allowing like the feeling to speak to me and like sitting with my emotions for a while. And then like once things have settled, like then it's almost like, I don't know if you've experienced this. Like there's this almost this magical moment of like clarity of like, Oh, like I don't want to be angry at this person anymore. Or I, I don't want to say yes to this project because the vibe of all these emails is not great, you know, oh, yeah. or like, and just like trusting that instinct and, and, I think this year I, I said at New Year's like this was my year of becoming more in touch with that instinct and clarity. Um, and every time that I've acted on that, you know, focus so far, I have been rewarded and have mm -hmm. it's proven to me to be a, a really helpful way to work. I think it's like just about like deep trust. It's like. I'm really, really not an expert at all, at all. I had one conversation with a friend who was Buddhist that just had was an amazing conversation um, that really stuck with me and I have not delved any deeper than this, so I'm not one to like pretend I know anything, but from what I understand, there is like this concept in, in Buddhism of like, there's like the world and the world is amazing and then there's like this, this whole like, like, that you have to, it has to begin from within and that you have to know that there's like this deep inner wisdom um, that you can access if you like, if you trust it, if you like believe in it and if you like connect to it and whatever connects you to it. And like, <laughs> it's so crazy, but I, I have been feeling like that's not just like a crazy little concept lately and that that is, I feel like deeper wisdom within me come out when I just like take things slowly and and listen to those like the anxiety which I, I definitely deal with depression and anxiety and I was very very depressed all of last year um but you know also noticing that sometimes anxiety is 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 someone it's like some deeper thing trying to help us trying to tell us like if someone's making you anxious there's a reason why they're making you anxious there's a situation that's making you anxious there's a there's a reason it doesn't necessarily mean that that anxiety is right or is leading you in the right way or is who you are mm -hmm. but it is trying to tell you something you know and listening to it um un objectively and sort of being like what 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 does this anxious thought have to tell me has been useful to me, has been very, very useful to me. Um, yeah. It's so, <laughs> uh, there's so many things I want to say, but one, the interview that I just had before, we also talked about Buddhism. It's I've crazy. been studying Buddhism for two years. Wow. Like, yeah, Nitram Buddhism specifically, which is like different than than like Shakyamuni Buddha, like the big Buddha, but, but ultimately it's the philosophy around Buddhism yeah. is so interesting to me. Yeah. And, even though I, we, we talk about music and we talk about creativity, so much of what we end up, what I am most curious about is like, how are we working through the world? And mm -hmm. like what you're talking about is self-awareness, yeah. inner investigation, which is so important for every single person. Yeah. And that, that step of like, wait, what is this? Of like, tapping in and and yeah. touching base with our emotional body and i'm doing a lot of inner child work of like big t trauma little t trauma of like wait where is this anxiety coming from especially in romantic relationships because that is the most challenging to our nervous system and the most subtle and the most like untangible it's not like it sometimes can be like oh well you, you didn't use a coaster and like i'm really annoyed at that like yeah you can see that moment mm -hmm. but then there's like ten thousand leagues under the sea of <laughs> yeah. emotions of yeah. like 
what's really happening and like why we aren't like why we're getting frustrated and like what does that frustration mean and like why are we getting angry angry yeah. anger is actually just sadness like it's a cloak for sadness and like yeah. where does that sadness come from why what am i really most seeking and it's always for me it's always attention and love and like those are the needs that i didn't have met when i was a kid and, be- and we're taught to feel shame for wanting attention and love oh crazy 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 folks. and we also are. we were raised by people who have their own big t little t trauma and mm-hmm. their needs weren't met and they were raised by people where their needs weren't met and like yeah we're i just am so grateful to even though the world is so insane and fucked up and really stressful like we do happen to be born at a time and i also believe in like souls and multiple lives and lessons and karma and all that stuff but like this iteration of this meat suit this Mm. shana blast iteration is like feeling very grateful that's like oh we have new tools like i think this is actually just the beginning of a new paradigm Mm. of like what we will be living off of and what we will be how we will be relating to people yeah and buddhism definitely helps a lot with the human experience and i find a lot of jews actually make the leap to being buddhist very easy mm. i think because there is like a lot of i can only speak for myself but there is a lot of generational like angst and fear of displacement i think a lot of cultures can also relate to that and and, and go to buddhism of like it doesn't give you answers like monotheistic religions yeah. do it gives you a philosophy and a platform for enjoying the time that you have yeah absolutely and, and you know, I've just found out the other day that uh, trauma is carried, like, they've studied this in the body over six generations. Oh, you my are God. Carrying the, like, six? Six generations is what they estimate, yeah. And so, oh. yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and I feel like, yeah, I feel like everything you're saying also, like, the thing, the thing that I think that idea brought, the, the Buddhism, that idea of, like, inner wisdom brought me, more than anything, and, like, I keep saying that I learned all these lessons, but this is the one that I've learned more than anything is like, I could really afford to cut everyone and including myself some slack. Oh my God. You know, like compassion. Yeah. And, and like, I feel like I spent a lot of last year being really, really upset with the ways that other people have disappointed me. And, and then Mm. when I disappointed them being really, really upset with myself and just feeling like, you know, why do people run away from love? Why do people run away from intimacy? Why do people run away from friendship? Why do people, you know, do all these things? And it's like, well, one, we're, we're all, all of my friends, we're all like in our mid twenties. Like we you have no idea what the fuck so is young. going on. Right. And it's like, I'm like not jealous, but I'm also <laughs> so, I'm so happy that you're having this conversation. I interrupted you, but I just no, wanted please. to like say I'm so excited for you to be having these conversations and to be yeah. to be on this like this um this like uh, self-awareness journey because I didn't get to it later and it mm-hmm. is it I mean it already sounds like it's changing your life definitely and in, a, in a huge way it's so cool uh, you were in the exact right fucking place <laughs> yeah. but you might already know that but okay keep going I, so people I are running so stuff. yeah I mean I your friends are all in your twenties. Yeah, okay, we're all rub just it like in, really but. messed up. I mean, and that's like the the last project I released. That it was a double sided single. Um, it was two songs called "Play My Guitar" and "Hangover." Um, it's called "Amateurs" um, because, and I wrote this little piece about it. That that's the, the that's the heart of it. Is like I was feeling so much so much 
disappointment. And then one day I, I was like, that's, that's on me. Like that's, we are all amateurs. We're all amateurs. At, we're falling in love for the first time. We're <laughs> like uh, under, living together for the first time. We're doing things a lot of the times for the first time. And even if we have had relations before, like when you're in your mid twenties, you start to really understand what like love really is. And, and it's terrifying and it's hard and like friendship is so hard um and 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 like one beautiful thing i found out when i was making putting together this this double-sided single is that amateurs amateur the latin origins of that is amateur which is lover um huh. and that's to be an amateur is to just be a lover you know and i thought that was really really beautiful mm -hmm. when i figured i like cried when i found that out because i was like that is it right it's like an, an amateur is someone who goes for it even if they don't know if they're gonna succeed at it Ugh, but because yeah. they love it but because they they love doing it you know and i realized that 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 is that is uh you know i, I sometimes felt the pressure to be a pro or to like seem like i know what i'm doing and i have just embraced entirely being an amateur and being like i don't know what i'm doing but i do it because i love it and yeah. i will mess up and you will mess up and like i will my love endures that those mistakes and that pain you yeah. know that's yeah. wow that yeah. is so beautiful it's and so amazing <laughs> like, I'm like etymology is amazing yeah, yeah it was like not even intentional I, I chose to call it amateurs long before i mean it's a lyric the, the lyric in hangover is promise me that when all this is over that you will think of me as what we were forgive me for not staying through the hangover chalk it up to being an amateur mm -hmm. um so it is it is about like but i i didn't even know that was that that meant lover i was like whoa but, but you but but intuitively you did like that came right. that muse like yeah. dropped into you for a reason and, and was there definitely inner wisdom woman who run with the wolves like it's so it's real there, it's yeah it's really we're fucking gifted real. with it yeah um god what a blessing and so two things amateur it also made me think of every i feel like every single time we fall in love it is such a risk because we have no idea how to do it and we'll mm -hmm. never be good quote unquote good at it because it's always a new person we are always a new person and we're yeah. always constantly changing and so like i don't know if anyone can be like an expert on love i mean maybe <laughs> esther perel but like <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like in in a one-on-one -on -one love relationship like i never feel like i know what i'm doing yeah and i would like to go back to that concept of you said I always have to be on it or I always have to ha like have it together and mm -hmm. really feel like uh, like already feeling like an expert. Like I'm curious where that comes from. Um, I think I think that's just like a. I think I have a deep need to impress. I think that's like I need people in, in any room to like look at me and think and to be impressed by me in yeah. some way. Where where um, do you get that from? Um I think that comes from just like a, a a lifetime of doing the arts and being like applauded for it from a very young age and mm -hmm. I think I also had like adults in my life who expected a lot of me mm -hmm. um when I was really young um which was challenging and um and and wonderful like it's wonderful for people to expect something of you but it it also really suffocated me. And I think I just had 
really, really tricky <laughs> relationships, parental relationships, not with my mom, but with a, a father figure. And, and I think, yeah, I think I just like had to, um, just like show up in a way that I, I think it's also, I, I went to a, a private school that I was a, I went to a scholarship. I had a scholarship there. And so I felt like I had something to prove. Mm, and I went to NYU also on scholarship and, mm -hmm the pressure of being there and being like, I like, I'm not, I'm, I am here for free. And so I like, and here are my friends who are just as fucking like talented, creative as I am not having like stressing out about money all the time and paying off these student loans. Like, like I better, I better be worth it. I better be like worth mm. this investment that people put into me. Yeah, um, that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pr it's a lot of pressure that I've had put on me since middle school. Um, of always of like that's the thing about being like accepting rewards and all those things at young ages that it like, yeah, you feel like you have to show up for people and it led me to a lot of burnout. It leads me into intimate relationships where I cling on to something to like to feel you know secure and safe and. Do you know about attachment styles? Yeah, of okay. course. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and like, I wouldn't say I'm like, I think in my first relationship, I was definitely anxiously attached. And then I was in that relationship for three years and then I learned a lot from it. Mm -hmm. um, and then since then, I, I think I'm, I think I'm actually pretty chill in relationships. Um, like I have my moments, but I'm usually like, but I like, I'm pretty clear on being like, Hey, I'm feeling this anxious thought that isn't about you, but I want you to know that I'm having it so that I'm not hiding that from you. You can say that. That's like <laughs> my dream to get to that place. Really? Yeah. I I'm mean, still like, if I tell them, then they're going to freak out or, but it's also depends on the person. If you feel like you person. can trust that other person you're with yeah. to be like, Oh, thanks for telling me. Or like, or taking it personally. Yeah. That's the difference between also being in a relationship with someone who has done the work and is doing some of the Absolutely, work. Absolutely. Yeah. And like my first relationship was with someone who was twice my age and much older and like was like way more, you know, like knew what a relationship was. So I felt crazy being like, <laughs> ah, just being like feral, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like not knowing how to do it. And then, you know, in later relationships, I often more faced like uh, feeling like, you know, I, I I think I've been in relationships with people who have less experience than me. And then I watch them like freak out and I'm like, oh, like, okay, this is, I, I get, I get what you're feeling and I can empathize, but you got to sort this out because this is like not helpful <sighs> for us. I know. Um, but that's, but also like I, even in my later relationships, like I, I still made those same mistakes. Um, but I think I'm getting better at making sh voicing them and, and being really really honest because I will disappoint them if I'm not honest I will I will fuck up if I'm not being honest mm. um so yeah. definitely like relationships where we can have those conversations I, I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't be able to exist in a relationship without that because I'm also just gonna say whatever I feel I am someone who really cannot keep a thought to myself <laughs> I'm like the one who like proclaims love. Like I'm, uh, I'm always the one who's just like, if I feel something, I have to express it. Yeah. But I'm learning that that can be a good thing, but I have to learn how and when to express it. Mm -hmm. Like I do think it's a gift to be like, 
to just like have so much feeling that I'll just say it, but it, it has more than once been a, a curse. Um, more than once been something that I'm like, I really should have been more careful <laughs> with how I express that feeling. But I think that's a thing I'm learning as I get older is just like, totally. yeah, yeah how you to are- make this, this thing a valuable thing and not I think I know where you grew up because we met through my friend Angela or my friend Angela knew you, but like, I I'm curious where you grew up, how you grew up and, and did you, did you have a guitar in your hand first piano? Yeah. Um, I was born in Colombia, Um, Mm -hmm. and then we immigrated here on like political immunity when I was three to South Florida. Um, and wow. then, yeah, I just kind of lived in like the Fort Lauderdale area. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I, I grew up there and then I've been in New York since college. But, um, I, the first instrument I picked up, my mom actually signed me up for piano class, piano lessons, and I hated it. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I, I just hated, I, I hated the, the, the idea of that music was work. And that's why my first thing as a teacher is I'm also teaching like elementary school kids. I'm like, I don't yeah. care if you guys know how to point to middle C by the end of this class. I want you to love music. Aww. I want you to like have, and, and, that. and the, and honestly the, the, the biggest like philosophy I come into it with music is my first music teacher, but well, that was my piano teacher. And then later in elementary school, I had a guitar teacher. My mom paid for like $30 for like 10 lessons at like the community college. Oh, kind of thing. Yeah. And I would show up, and he would just ask me, what's your favorite song? And then I'd say like, hold on by the Jonas Brothers. Yes. And then he'd like Google the chords, he'd print them out and he'd like show them to me. And he's like, okay, first chord is a G chord. This is how you play it. And then he would teach me every chord and that's what the lessons were. And then at the end we would just be like singing my favorite songs. Yeah. And he would just teach me how to play my favorite songs. And that was, I mean, that, that is that is the philosophy that I now bring to my class. I mean, I, I have more structure and I, I do teach kids something. <laughs> no, we believe but, you. Yeah, but ultimately, <laughs> I'm like that that what he what he taught me, that teacher um, has has really stuck with me my whole life, which is just like figure out what you love about music and mm-hmm. like move in that direction. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I was playing like I remember like for like the second third grade talent show, I like played literally hold on by the Jonas Brothers for the for like the talent show. That's and it was so, so awesome. Um, and I yeah, you're a really fucking great teacher. I, I, my bosses think so. You have such <laughs> great energy. Though. I think my strategy with kids is like, what's up guys? Like, <laughs> how you doing? Like, I, I'm yeah. trying to be really chill with them, which also I'm learning has its limits. Cause then they'll, they could also walk right all over you or also, you know, I, I, I specialize in like, or I'm, I'm trained in dealing with, um, kids who have dealt with a lot of trauma or a lot of difficult, like I, I work a lot in shelters. I work a lot, um, around the city and those kind of places. And oh, wow. it's also like sometimes a very casual approach can, can feel very comforting in a way that makes them attached to you or also in a way that isn't healthy for them yeah. or also that is, they can feel uncomfortable by how casual it is. They can feel not uncomfortable, but they sort of feel like, oh, I can do whatever. Uh-huh. And then they get crazier because they don't feel that there are limits to the space. And sometimes limits to the space are useful to feel safe. Right. So I'm, I'm yeah. still learning how to balance a lot of different teacher strategies, 
but yeah, I do think I'm a good teacher. I do think I'm a good teacher because I think, um, because I think I have honest intentions, which is just like, I really like if, 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 if someone was like, so like, what's your life about Laura? <laughs> I would say my life is about like, what I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But also like, I, I realized in the last few weeks, like, I think I do want to devote my life in a sort of like almost monk-like way, but in the modern world to creativity mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that all of my practices are either about gaining and accessing my creativity or helping others access mm. and gain that too. Um, and not just students. Like I feel like I'm always pulling my friends together to like last year we, I like put a film festival together. Cause I was like, let's just make a bunch of movies this year. You guys like, yeah. cause I, I believe in the like, not like power of that in the world, but I believe in the, I mean, I I believe there is creative power like that can enact in the world, but I'm not like trying to make an eco-social project about (laughs) climate change. Like I, I, maybe I will, but I'm like, I also believe that creativity is for like, it's so, I think I've just been the recipient of so much joy and happiness because of my relationship to creativity that like, if I can just gift that around to as many people as possible, um, then that's that's what I would love to devote my life to doing. Yeah. And it feels like I'm doing that already. I was, was going to say, it sounds like you're already doing that. And it's, it's so, awesome. it's so important. And I think, I think it is really the medicine to bitterness as an artist yes. to have such a focused and intention mm-hmm. for what you want, what you want to feel like. And to be honest, I really lose my way a lot too. Cause I'm like, well, I do want to sing and I really like singing and I want to make people feel good at shows. But like, I think I am missing like a life philosophy mm. around it. And, um, and it sounds like your circle of friends also like the company you keep, you know, that, that Jim Rohn quotes, like you are the average of the five people you spend yeah. the most time with yeah. is really able to like facilitate how you think about the world and whether you're able to look at it from a positive light or a negative light. Like we're so influenced by the yeah. people around us, even if we feel very absolutely s- like staunch and, and um, set in our ways of our personality, like we're constantly being influenced yeah. by yeah. so many people. I have amazing friends. Yeah, my my really friends are like really so creative, cool. like people and like, just like th- when we are hanging out, we are just like being like, what if we wrote a show about this? Or like, what if <laughs> yeah. like, or we're like talking about this song that we listen, we're always yeah. sending each other music. We just like, yeah, I feel very lucky that I, that I am, I'm surrounded by people who remind me that like uh, my, my like movement teacher in, in college said this once and he was like, if you're, you know, you guys are all trying to be artists, right? And if you're here, um, you know, in hopes of becoming, you know, getting all this money and becoming famous, quit now because most of you will not get that. Yeah. Um, so you better love it. You better figure out what you love about this thing because that will guide you through the whole thing. That yeah. like, and, and it's true, like, I, I hope I get a lot of success and I hope I, like, get to, like, you know, I mean, I'm making a living out of what I'm doing now. I hope I make even more of a living and get a bigger apartment and all these things, but, oh, like... That'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be yeah. nice. <laughs> um, but also, like, I know that I love it. I know that I believe in it. And I've had periods, I had a really long, cynical 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 period with art in general and just not understanding the point of it it was a lot during the pandemic it was a lot during Mm. um the protests of that summer yeah um it was it was a moment where i i mean i and i still often get you know 
flooded with this feeling of like, what is the point totally. of all of this? And then I'm like, you know, my, my friend said a great thing the other day, which was like, live the question, live the question of like, what is the point of all this? Mm-hmm. I'll, I will, every day I will be living that question, not even answering it, just like, you know, trying to figure that out. And um, yeah, and I, I think finding a, uh, like something to to love and that thing being creativity which is a bottomless you know and like it, it's like so vast it's so so vast. bottomless it's so deep it's so wide exactly like it's you can never ending I, when i'm cooking i i feel the exact same joy and passion that i feel mm. when i'm writing a song like yeah and it's knowing that like yeah that that my creativity is like you know i have certain things that i can do but it, it can appear everywhere you know mm. it, you can be creative in conversation you can be you can just you know what i mean it's like it's just about like entering a conversation being like what is a way that this conversation can be different from every like all the like whatever conversations i have all the time you know you have a lot of whatever conversations <laughs> yeah and like not in this house no, not here not no. here not today <laughs> um but it is like how can I bring my creative spirit to to hanging out with my friend? Yeah, you know, and being like, what if instead mm. of sitting on our phones or like doing this, we like went out, bought some watercolors, and like painted or whatever, cool. or like, yeah. you know, I don't know, just like it it it's always brings me joy. It always feels good to be creative. Yeah, you know. But I feel like a lot of people, and I hope that's inspiring to folks listening. It definitely is to me. It really feels like. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Please tell me if this is fucked up and wrong and I should die. But, um, (laughs) but it really sounds like you've been able to free yourself from the perfectionism of what an artist and a creative should look like. Cause you're, you have a lot of options. You're giving yourself a ton of options, even just in a friendship. Like so many people don't think about their friendships as being creative. They're just like, we get along and they make me laugh and they listen to me when I'm sad and they give me advice and we're friends, you know, like it's hard to quantify. And also I got this advice when I was like 26, 27, when I was having riffs with friends or I like friendships were just changing and people weren't as available as they used to for me. And I got really scared because I defined myself with my relationships and what we did together and who I could call. And a friend was like, yeah, you're about the age where people are going to drop off and yeah. like things are going to shift yeah. and it's going to feel horrible. And, but it's just a part of life. But I will say, I I really enjoy hearing like the creativity you fused into it. And it doesn't, maybe it isn't to say that you're not a perfectionist or when you alone are with your music, you want it to sound a specific way, but from the yeah. outside, it just feels like you've been able to give yourself so much freedom in how you think about being an artist, being a friend and being a teacher. That that definitely is true. I think I I think what it is is that it's it's almost like two sides of the center of who I am. And like I really really highly recommend to you and to everyone listening to read The Wizard of Earthsea oh, um by we, Ursula K Le Guin. Wizard of Earth Seed? Yeah, Sea. Oh, Sea. Oh, Sea. Okay. Yeah. Um it's a fantastic um book that gifted me a lot I just finished reading it like a month ago but I haven't it it felt like it was a part of me it it felt 
he, it's just like one of those things that when I read it, I was, I, I, fe- I felt full. I felt complete. It felt like this mm-hmm. was like, you know, in some ancient lore, like a token <laughs> that I needed to acquire to like go on my journey was to read this book. Yeah, cool. Um, but a big thing of it was that, and it talks a lot about the this two-sided thing, the idea of, of having two sides to one thing. And I think my, my when I do face depression, um, it can it can be about a, like specific things going on in my life, but really it all does boil down to what I was saying earlier of like what's the point? It's a very existential mm. depression. It's a very like I don't know what we're doing here. I don't know what this is for. I don't know why I wake up, and I have every re- I have so many good things in my life, and I still mm. don't see the point. And that is uh, where a lot of my depression, when it flares up, comes from. But you know, when when I started reading Sartre and started like really understanding what existentialism, this hot word that we toss around, really means, is that it is a being overwhelmed by the massive amount of possibility and by the infinite (laughs) amount of possibility is like that's what existentialism really means is that um, it's about knowing that you have yeah an insane amount of options at any time and that you are the one in charge of picking what happens and like you're like i don't want to make know. all those decisions i know i know and and, and I, but i also think we're exactly trained by capitalism by mm-hmm. the the world that has built to to feel like we don't have those decisions mm-hmm. to feel like we are we are on a path and that's the path that we should follow but it's just it's absolutely not true and at any point you can like choose I, at any point i can drop all this and move to france and work on a farm and i'm thinking about doing that sometimes i mean you know let me know when yeah. <laughs> but yeah i feel totally. like totally that i feel 100%. like I, I, once i figured out that the thing that i dread the most was also the thing that if i saw it from like a slightly different angle could be what brings me to my biggest amount of freedom and mm. joy and like hope hope that's what it is um yeah I, I feel like a lot of things shifted into place for me and i've you know i i you're catching me at a good period of my life if you were talking yeah. to me a year ago yes. i would have had a lot of different things to say got her on but, a good day yeah <laughs> seriously but i i do feel like yeah like i feel like that became clear to me in the last few months um is yeah that i have so much freedom and like I don't, when a friendship is fizzling away, I have the freedom to just let it fizzle away or I have the freedom to be like, this is going to be a hard conversation, but I'm going to step up and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And, you know, also knowing that, like, I had a lot of really difficult conversations and friends that, and friendships that ended like four or five years ago that in the last year, like I've circled back to, we started being each other's lives again. Mm -hmm. And like when we're around each other, there is this like weight of this like history, but there's also this like, deep gratitude to be back in each other's lives because i think my friendships are are never surf i've never in my life uh, especially post-college been like surface level they're 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 profound and they're like even if we're not meant like even if for like whatever world you know reality reasons this isn't linking up for us right now my love for you is very very deep and like I believe that this thing will circle around and I feel that way about my relationships. I feel that way about all those things. I I find it so weird when people like cut each other off forever, unless that person turned out to be like a secret monster the whole time. But I don't usually deal with those people. Slow down your own. Nobody's waiting on. 
it's like winter desert mm-hmm. era for me where it's like I'm worried that like I'm worried I'm not gonna feel happy again yeah but it's always this weird February March era yeah. in New York City specifically yeah. yeah and then once mid-April or end of April like I remember taking the bus last April and uh, in Bed-Stuy and hysterically crying because I was like the trees like the fucking leaves like it's it happened like we're out like I'm I'm done with that like yeah thing and it's it's so hard to like hear that or know that when you're in it but like I'm so I'm so grateful to to like (laughs) have known you on March 7th in 2022 <laughs> and have you be on the show yeah. is why you're here. And I had no idea any of that was you, you were going through any of that. I'm like, you didn't have to tell me anything or show anything. You're in a show. You want to give people a good time and have that music. But yeah. like y- you still were able to like, at least get out of bed and like come do three songs on my silly little show. And it was, and it was like, tr- that was the first time that I had performed that year. Um, what? having gotten out of like, whoa all of that pain and so it was like the first time that i was like all right i'm gonna like fucking share these songs that i've written <laughs> and and i and i remember it being really really healing and really good for me good. and being like another step towards like let's get out of this so yeah so thank you for having me on it it was oh my, uh, it was wonderful uh, thank thank you for saying yes and like thank you for being able to get to this place to to share what you learned and like you're right you you probably I don't think you're gonna get I mean nobody knows but like I don't know if you get if you'll get into that place because it was so specific if we get to a place or if it's like if we if our lives like an infinity loop yeah um but like I do know just from hearing you that you have like an incredibly new and vibrant like spiritual toolbox yeah definitely did i say box weird back (laughs) spiritual toolbox (laughs) that you can go back to and you have perspective and you have intention even just even just having a uh like what is what do i want to say i want to say prescription but like even just having like a note card of like when i get an offer here's what i go back to and like yeah. here's this triangle like yeah. that like i wrote that down here and it's something that i i'm gonna start thinking about like what's my triangle for opportunities or jobs not that i have five people emailing me <laughs> i have I like two, i know I'm two kidding. <laughs> like i'm sure you do i'm sure you yeah do. no i have 10 but i'm <laughs> kidding um but yeah, I feel that, like exactly what you're saying, like a, a huge tool for me has been the seasons. Yes. It's just like, God, it's so the cycle. It, it's, it's a huge thing that Women Who Run With the Wolves is about, is about the life, mm. death, life cycle. It's like, yeah, every, every, there's no, there is no end, you yeah. know, like there is the end, the final, final end, and everything else is just a part of a cycle. Yeah, that's you know? so true. But do you, think that winters were easier in florida oh yes oh yes and oh. Th- i think that's exactly why <laughs> i did i did a lot of like a, a or like a a surrounding reason why i grew up so much in college and and in the last few years is because like i had to deal with weather i had to deal with that's, like yeah this impending thing that was uh, uh, like adjusting my moods mm-hmm. which i never dealt with <laughs> throughout all of high school i was like at the beach in december january like i was <sighs> having them amazing so time nice. but also <laughs> i would never live i would never move back to florida no. i might move to california so, like sometimes i consider ditching this like frigid winter but it's, the yeah. seasons are you you 
it's painful, but you do learn a lot from them. Yeah, it's bad. And even um, a friend of mine was like, I think you should start to take your seasonal depression seriously. Like it is, it is a thing. Yes. And I've always a sad lamp. Like, she gave me a, a happy light. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. I have a sad lamp. Does it work? You got a happy one. Um, <laughs> it's called happy light, but like <laughs> I actually, I used it for a couple days and I actually think it made me manic. Like <laughs> that, I used it. It has that side effect. Some of them has, a, <laughs> some of them have that side effect. You're, I think you're supposed to only use it like 30 minutes when you wake up. Yeah. Um, I used so, it for like seven hours. <laughs> fair, 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 fair. You'd be like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is something like, but all of this is what we're talking about of like being able, I think the the whole theme maybe of this was like, what, what does it look like to be a sustainable artist? And yeah. like, it all starts with within yeah. assessing, reassessing, attuning, communicating, touching base with how we feel. Um, Definitely. Yeah. You're just an incredible example of that. And like, I mean, I knew that you were a talented musician, but like, this is really, really inspiring. Like know that like th a lot of people your age, my age, older, younger, like are not doing this work. And I really wish not just creatives, but like people, I think I really wish people would tap in to figure out what makes them happy. What lights them up? What's making them upset? Why are they upset? What's making them sad? Because I really feel like if people had a better relationship and communication with themselves, they wouldn't pick up a gun and go to a movie theater. Yeah, definitely. But God, there's so many more things I want to talk to you about. <laughs> I, can't, I really can't keep you here all day. Um, my last question for you is what is the next thing you're really excited about? Whether it's a project or <laughs> person or meal. Um, the next thing that I'm really excited about Um me and my mom are gonna go to Greece together <gasps> this summer. Oh fuck yeah! We we like loved watching Mama Mia grow up. Yeah, um, and that was like our movie. So we are one of those tourists who are there because of Mama Mia. Oh yeah, is there? Um, a, there's got to be a Mama Mia tour like um, that you can probably. go on. Probably. I don't think we'll do that. I you have I, my to. mom's like okay. let's go to Santorini, and I'm like mom. Do you want to spend like <laughs> 80 euros on a fucking hero hero? Yeah. Um, like, no, like we're not going to Santorini, mom. So I'm doing uh, research to like the more authentic Greek islands. But I'm going to, you know, do Greece with my mom for a week. And then I'm going to go solo through Italy for a week. <gasps> and then visit some friends in Paris for a few days. And oh I'm my God. really, I'm like really nervous about it too. Like when I talk about it, I'm like, what if I get lonely? Um, but I'm also like, what if I get lonely? Really? Brilliant. Turning the question around, living yeah. the question. Exactly. I mean, when you get lonely, because it will happen. It will happen. We all get lonely. We're you're gonna write a song about it. Yeah. And yeah. we're gonna yeah. premiere it here on the pot. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but I'm I'm really excited to like spend some quality time with my mom to like see the world. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm really excited That's about so that. That's so cool. Yeah. Ugh. Laura, you're such a joy. Thank you so much for being here and being on the show. Can you tell everyone where they can find you, where they yes. can listen to you, all that good stuff? Yeah. Um, on Instagram, I'm at the Laura Galindo um, because Laura Galindo was taken. Yeah. Um, the. And I, the one and only. Mm -hmm. um, no, there's actually so many of us. There's a lot of <laughs> Laura Galindos in the world. 
Um, You're the only one we care about here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then on Spotify, I'm just Laura Galindo. Cool. Um, and then lauragalindo.org. Check out my website. I designed it. Hell I think yeah. it's pretty sick. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. 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 Awesome. Thanks so much for being here, Laura. Really Thank you so much for this having is me. fucking awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in to another Shay and the Good People, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this interview. If you liked what you heard, come out and see the show. Come out and see Shay and the Good People live. We're at Pete's Candy Store in Brooklyn. It's monthly. I don't know of the exact dates, but follow us on Instagram to see when we're going to be there next. It's at Shay and the good people. Again, that's at Shay and the good people, just like it's spelled. And I want to send a huge shout out and thank you to new daydream studios, JJ Allen and Irving, who captures all the audio from the shows. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.